welcome to True Story with me, your host, Lauren Dolman. Here is where I deep dive into my personal life where nothing is off limits. Get your tea, get your blanket, because it's about to get intimate. All stories are factual with names subject to change for legal purposes. Ready for a true story? Hi friends. Okay, so this is going to be the first podcast episode and I had a lot of votes to do something about dating. And I want to just preface this with a massive disclaimer that your girl's got a ring. Like I'm engaged. I'm taken. I, well, I don't know why I sounded negative, but it's good. And I obviously I'm not dating. But I had my fair share And I think they say, you know, you have to kiss a few frogs to find the prince or whatever. Um, And dating, especially like if you've got any kind of religion, like I'm Christian, um, it can be kind of awkward, but I didn't go to church until a little bit later on. So I kind of have this weird dating history. And I was watching a TikTok recently where this woman was sharing about how she got the ick because she watched this guy that she was dating for four years change a tire. And... He just couldn't do it. He just, he he failed at changing the tire and it gave her the ick and she broke up with him the next day. And it got me thinking, ooh, I, I have some stories that are going to make me sound like the worst human being in the world. But women, we get the ick. We get the ick. What is the ick? It's like when you kind of lose interest in somebody and then everything they do becomes a little annoying and then it's just like this one random thing and it just tips you over the edge and that's why you break up with them um but it's not really like it's a culmination of reasons why you break up with them anyways the first part of this podcast is going to be me basically sharing four times i broke up with a guy because i got the ick yes four times four different guys And then after that, I think what I'll do is share about how I met Johnny. Um, So far, he has not given me the ick. We're engaged, so I hope if he's going to give me the ick, it happens this year. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to get married to this man. (laughs) So let's get into it. So the difficult thing for me right off the bat is not naming names. That's super important. I've got to not name names. So I have a little list next to me here and I'm going to write down just like a fake name for these people. So, okay. So we've got Walter, Ricky, (laughs) Mike, and Josh. There's like slight similarities or reasonings behind these names, but you know, we'll, we'll stick with that. Okay. So my first, oh gosh, I don't want to say this one because it's actually the worst. So my first boyfriend who I like ever dated, I was 16 years old when I started dating this guy and he was really lovely. Um, um, maybe too lovely. I don't know if girls can nod their heads and be like, yes, like too nice guys that are too nice they do something to my head they make me feel weird they make me feel creeped out 
And, you know, I loved this man, oh boy, um, very much. But once we graduated, I... I don't even really remember now because it was quite a long time ago, but I guess for some reason I was just feeling very detached um, and I wasn't feeling interested and he was just willing to do everything for me and everything became really easy in the relationship and he was always, you know, picking me up to take me places and um, I know this sounds horrible. I look back now and I'm like, that is just, you're a horrible human being and how do you have a nice guy right now? It, it sounds so unfair, but basically... The ick was he knew that I wasn't feeling it anymore and he was basically asking, begging that I just give it a chance, like a real chance. And he said, let me pick you up from your house. We'll go to McDonald's. We'll pick up something like burgers and fries and we can just go to the Esplanade and just have like a really nice night together. And I think I was like 18 and I was like oh, yeah okay yeah cool and I was just kind of going along with it but I, I was already I knew I was done but I thought maybe this could change things I don't know what is what has McDonald's ever changed <laughs> except like stomach pains and issues but anyways he picks me up and we get to the um car park and he said oh let's walk in we walk in we order our food we walk out And we get back in the car and he puts his key in the starter and it doesn't start. The engine is not starting. The battery has died. And um, I was just like, oh, oh no, we're just gonna have to like, you know, get his brother to come. And this is what usually would happen. Like he had an old car and I was like, oh, it's okay. Let's get his brother to come sort it. But he just paused. And this poor guy was so stressed because he knew that it was ending. He could tell that I wasn't in it anymore. And he just like looked up at me with tears in his eyes. And he was like, I'm so sorry, Lauren. I'm so sorry. And um, and he was just like, he, he seemed so sorry that um, the car wasn't working. Like it had ruined everything. Like that was going to make me leave. But um, I mean, the way he reacted... And I, ah, I look back and this is probably like one of my biggest regrets of of treating a human being for sure. But I was young and I just saw it as weak. And I was like, no, I need someone that's like super, super like confident and is a bit cocky and a bit charming and you're just too nice. And so seeing him with like tears in his eyes, realizing like how big of a deal this was to him, um, I just found it too much. I found it overbearing and it kind of just like, it just, it just scared me. Um, and he had given me a promise ring, like a, a, only like a couple months prior. And I think it was all just scaring me. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to uni and just him getting teary eyed over his car not st- starting, like literally just pushed me over the edge. I'm a terrible human being. In that moment, I've grown, I swear I've grown, but it was not good. Anyways, that was Walter and that was my first breakup and that was my first ick. Um, The second guy was a rebound guy and I kind of like had him in my sights um, whilst I knew Walter, which is also really bad. You can tell my age at the time. Um, But I'm being super honest because honesty is the best policy on these podcasts and I'm sure, you know, 
I was going to say, I'm sure we've all been there, but no, I'm not going to put that over everybody. I'm sure a few people listening have been there. Anyways, um, this guy, Ricky, was um, cocky for sure, but he was still nice and he was still young and you know he had some stuff that he needed to figure out in terms of like what he was going to do with his life I was so judgmental I'm like looking back I'm like oh my gosh if you didn't have like your life together at 18 you were just not it oh my gosh okay so yeah poor Ricky um oh this is gonna make me sound terrible I didn't think this through I don't think I met Ricky and he was living in Brisbane and I was still in Harvey Bay And I went down to Brisbane and, you know, it just wasn't going to work. Like this long distance thing, but it just was not going to work. And he decided that he loved me so much that he wanted to quit university, which I was not supportive of because I was very like, no, get your degree, get your career, like sort it out. But he wanted to do that. And um, that's when it started. This is when it got gross. I was like, oh, oh no. Okay, so he's like moving. He's moving um, to be with me. But then he obviously didn't have a job in Harvey Bay. So he was going to move into like the house, like my parents' house. And I'm 18. This wasn't feeling comfy at all. So his his stuff was all in my car, in the back of my car. And he drove up and um, he met me outside the front and I said, oh, okay, cool. Um, Let's, sorry, I just realized how bad this is and I'm just freaking out a bit. But anyways, I said, okay, that's all your stuff. Just leave it in my car for now because I can't be bothered putting it out. Um, Let's go inside and just like hang out for a bit. So there's a couple living rooms in this house that my parents used to live in and my parents always sat in one and the the other front room was like my room and we were in there and we were, it was like at the time where everyone was learning how to <laughs> shake your bum, like how, to, what is that word? Twerk. So everyone was learning how to twerk. So prior to moving in with me, Ricky had been living um, in a house where there was other women and one of them is a dancer. So she had taught him how to twerk and he was like oh yeah I can do it and I was like oh my gosh show me that's hilarious so he was showing me his twerking and I found it so funny that I was like no you have to come into the back living room where my parents are and you have to show them that because I find that hilarious it's a downfall so I brought him into the living room And my parents are at the back, sat down at the lounge and I sit down with them and I go, okay, Ricky, do your thing. And he starts twerking to Beyonce and I just had this realization, oh my gosh, you are twerking in front of my parents and I totally set this up, but it's so awkward and kind of gross and really freaking me out. Wow, I sound so bad. 18 18 year old me was very different to 25 year old me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I look over and my mom's face is like, okay. And then my, and they didn't know them long. Like it's only been a couple weeks and he's not a couple weeks, but like, like almost like a month and a, and a week. So they haven't known him very long. They're still grieving the loss of Walter. Like they miss Walter. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. So anyways, I told this guy he needs to get his mom to come pick him up. 
this is terrible. His mum comes, like, the next day, takes all of his belongings out of my car, puts it in her car. He's come up to me with, like, a like the biggest bouquet of roses I've ever had. And he's like, I'm, what, like, what is it, Lauren? What is it? And I'm like, I just, like, I'm not over Walter. It feels like I'm not over Walter. And also, like, yeah, we're just not compatible. So the the dancing just like really did it for me like it tipped me over the edge and I set it up myself but I don't know what it was oh gosh this is making me sound really bad (laughs) okay this is where I get a bit older okay the next one number three the third x and this is going in chronological order this will redeem me I'm sure we'll call this guy Mick Mick was older than me he was not smarter than me. He was not more attractive than me. He was not, he was not great. He, um, he didn't have any of the things I was looking for. It was just because we worked together, I think. It was the weirdest match ever. I don't know where this came from at all. Um, I started dating him and he was just a massive drinker and he loved drugs and I was not a big drinker and I've never touched drugs and it was just like his whole lifestyle and his whole friendship circle did not align to mine. So I would find myself at these pubs where he would be absolutely wasted. I remember one time he just started making out with a guy and I was like, okay, go off, but also oh my gosh, that's my boyfriend. What is happening? Like, are you, are you, are you, is this what you are? Is this what you do? I don't understand it. And it was a lot. I was 19 years old. Um, and I'm like a sheltered 19 year old. I'm private school girl, only child, spoiled, rotten, sheltered child. So I was like, this, this guy is like, insane he's something else he took he once for an anniversary said he was taking me for dinner he actually took me to his friend's house and there was like this coffee grinder on the table and it was there was like people everywhere and I was like excuse me but like um can I get a coffee like you've got the coffee grinder there where's like the coffee and this guy grabbed the coffee grinder and threw it in my face and it was just weed and I was like oh okay I didn't know that that was something that happened I put up with a lot like we would get into massive arguments um there was an occasion where he had his phone um in the car on my lap and his sister had text and he freaked out like he didn't know it was his sister his sister his sister and he just assumed that it was like obviously some girl he'd been talking to on snapchat and he freaked out and he grabbed the phone off of me and he was like don't touch my effing phone and he unbuckled my seatbelt and then slammed on the brakes and I like hit my head on the windscreen. He was brutal, but I stayed around. Um, there's other things that I won't go into. There was this occasion when he started drinking absinthe and then he started having like, um, I don't know what they're called now, not fireballs, jug, jug, um, uh, I I can't think of it. It's this type of drink, really, that gets you really, really drunk. And um, we went away 
just for like a weekend and he decided to just get drunk on his own and it, it was like he was awful like you know people who just can't handle their handle their alcohol and they get angry and stuff that was him anyways that did not deter me for some reason i stuck around the the thing that like drove me to insanity was <laughs> it was new year's and he was drunk and he was like and we've been dating for like a year almost two like a year and a half i think maybe just under a year and a half yeah and he was like oh my gosh i've just realized how much i love you i i actually i've just realized how much you mean to me and i was like oh my gosh this guy has been treating me horribly and he's nothing that I want and I have just literally I don't know been been just taken for an absolute ride for him to only just now realize my worth and who knows what that means at a drunken state so I started talking to somebody else and I broke up I we were like on and off for a month and then yeah it was over and he was very upset and he was a little bit crazy about it. But ultimately, what's done is done. It should have never happened. A lot of this should have never happened. I honestly don't know. I think when you're young, especially as a woman, you, you like boyfriends are just not a good thing to have when you're growing. You need like time, a lot of time, like a serious amount of time. Like I wish I'd never started dating until until this age, until 25, but here I am engaged, so. Um, okay, my final, my final ick that I got. Let's go. Okay, this is gonna make me feel really bad again. Oh, I don't know why I'm like this, and I sound really high pitch and like it's all good, but seriously, I'm internally bullying myself that I've done these things. They always talk about how men treat women, but I think I'm up there. So there was this guy called Josh who I met whilst I was over in the UK and I was talking to him but I was also talking to someone in Australia but nothing serious like that's totally fine just talk 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 no dating and um anyways I really thought Josh was a safe bet like he was nice and he was kind of like Walter and I was like oh Funny thing about Josh is, okay, he was safe like Walter, but he was worse than Walter because he was very, I don't know, too nice. Too nice. This thing has followed me. Probably my dad's fault. But anyways, that's another time. I was like, okay, mm, not sure. I'll entertain it. And then I came back to uh, Harvey Bay, came back to Australia, and he was obviously in the UK, and I was like, mm nothing's gonna happen, you know, he's at the other side of the world, nothing's gonna happen, so it's fine, it was kind of like easy breezy, and then I get this message from him saying that he had booked flights to come to Australia with his mother and see me, and I was like, oh, you know how girls talk about how they like, they flirted too much, and then the guy texts saying, so when are we meeting up? Okay, well, imagine that, but on steroids, because it was like, oh, he's at the other side of the world. Oh, no, I've booked a flight. And 
not just to Australia, because I live in like rural beachside town, Harvey Bay. So he didn't just book like Sydney or he booked accommodation in Harvey Bay where there is nothing to do. I was, I was shocked. So I did what any sane woman would do. And I booked a flight to the UK for the same dates that he had booked to come to Australia. Yep. Yep, you heard that right. And just don't, you know, catch flights, not feelings. That's, that's my, I lived that at 20 years old. Um, and there you go. There are my horrible four ex guys stories that I have to, honestly, I, I forget. And then I talk right now and I'm like, wow, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Please tell me if you think you have a story that can top that. I would love to invite you on the podcast to share. Um, If you have been in a similar situation, email me. I want to hear about it. Um, But I'm going to run into a different story um, coming up. I think I might make it a second episode because this one's getting too big. Um, Okay. I think I will leave the story about how Johnny and I met and that whole incredible, like crazy story. I'll leave that for a whole podcast for itself because I think it deserves it. Um, There is one other ex that did not make this list and that is because I did not dump them. They dumped me. I think I gave a guy the ick. So let me know if you want to hear about that. Um, tell me which one you want to hear first and we will go from there. But anyways, thanks for listening. This is True Story with Lauren Dolman. Um.